Today is negative gearing the next target? Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics, where I've noticed posts covering finance and property news. What's interesting to see the momentum now turning discussion of whether the government intends to tackle negative gearing, having you turned on the tax cuts. As the conversation put it, there are two things the Prime Minister needs to get into his head about tax. One is saying that he won't make any further changes, no longer works. The other is that negative gearing doesn't do much to get people into homes. Anthony Albanese seems to have taken the first point on board, and he spoke, of course, about that on Insiders last Sunday. Rather than promising flat out not to change the rules around negative gearing, he merely said he was supportive of the current rules. We have not considered changes to them. But he was less careful when it came to the virtues of negative gearing. He said there was a whole lot of analysis that says they encourage investment in housing. The key when it comes to housing, is housing supply. His official advisers in the Treasury don't think negative gearing does much to increase the supply of housing, or if they do, they omitted it from the six-page briefing note headed Negative Gearing, prepared to help the Treasurer answer questions about it in Parliament. Negative gearing is a particularly Australian tax benefit, which, unlike in other countries, benefits dud landlords, those who can't make money by renting out properties. If they lose money by paying out more in interest, maintenance and other expenses than they're receiving in rent, we let them offset that loss. Not only against income from other investments, but also against income from their own wage or salary. And my own analysis shows that about 60% of property investors are underwater from a cash flow perspective at the moment. That's a record high. It means that they can cut their wages for tax purposes, cutting the tax they pay on it. And at the same time, they can hang on to a property that they can sell later for a profit, which will be taxed, by the way, at only half the normal rate, thanks to Australia's 50% discount on capital gains. Now, that isn't allowed in the UK or the United States. There, if you're a landlord who can't make money, you can offset your losses against profits from other investments, but not against your wages. And in Canada, you can offset rental losses against wages, but there, there must have been an intention to make a profit. That would probably rule out most of Australia's negative gearers. In Australia, an astonishing one million of us negatively gear more than one in nine taxpayers in 2021, they claimed losses amounting to $8.7 billion or 3.5% of income tax collected, meaning that if they didn't do it, and if they didn't claim for what seems to be a deliberate loss, the rest of us could pay less tax. What Almanese said at the weekend was half right. Negative gearing encourages investment. Most months, more than one in three new home loans is for investment property, but most of those loans don't increase supply, the thing that Albanese says matters. That's because the overwhelming bulk of investors' home loans go to investors planning to buy existing homes to bid against and likely beat would-be unoccupiers. In December 23, only 23% of loans to investors were used to build a home or to buy a newly built home. In November, it was only 19%. So as a means of getting more homes built, negative gearing leaks like a sieve. 
as a means of ensuring Australians continue to rent rather than buy, well, it's effective, I guess. In the 20 or so years since the headline rate of capital gains tax was halved, supercharging negative gearing, the proportion of Australian households renting has climbed from 26% to 30%. And if those extra renters became owners, an extra 400,000 Australians would be in homes that they could call their own. The really bizarre thing is that Albanese has it in his powers to ensure negative gearing does exactly what he said it did, supercharge the building of houses. All you'll need to do is what Labour promised to do back in 2016 and again in 2019. In those elections, Bill Shorten went to voters promising to limit the use of negative gearing to newly built homes. As Shorten put it, taxpayers would continue to be able to deduct net rental losses against their wage income, providing the losses came from newly constructed housing. The sieve would no longer leak. Every dollar of tax lost to a negative gearer would help build a home. So what would have happened if Shorten had got his way, if Australia had both focused the use of negative gearing and cut the capital gains discount as he'd promised? Well, modelling just published in Australian Economic Papers finds the share of households who own their home rather than rent would have climbed by about 4.7%. That's security worth having, especially if it's accompanied by more homes. Australia's Treasury has begun publishing estimates of the cost of the present unfocused system of negative gearing. Its latest release last week put the costs at $2.7 billion per year, to which should probably be added a chunk of the $19 billion per year lost as a result of the capital gains concession. The estimates are new. Until Jim Chalmers became Treasury, his department didn't publish estimates of the costs of rental deductions. So Chalmers is far from the first treasurer to be curious about what the concession does. Scott Morrison expressed concern about the excesses of negative gearing. And Morrison's predecessor, Joe Hockey, said on leaving Parliament that negative gearing should be skewed towards new housing. So there is an incentive to add to the housing stock rather than the incentive to speculate on existing property. Albanese is normally cautious, but... As he's showing us right now with his rejigged stage three tax cuts, there are times when he's not. So if he really wants to throw everything he's got at building more homes, he does know what to do, which is why I suspect we're going to hear a lot more about the future of negative gearing. Now, if you're buying your home in Sydney's contentious market, you don't need to stand alone. This is the time you need to have Edwin Almeida from Ribbon Property Consultants standing alongside you. Buying a property is both challenging and adversarial. The vendor has a professional on their side. Emotions run high, price discovery and price transparency are hard to find, and then there's the wasted time and financial investments that you make. Edwin understands your needs, so why not engage a licensed professional to stand alongside you? With RPC, you know you have experience, knowledge and master negotiators looking after your best interests. So shoot Ribbon an email at info at ribbonproperty.com.au and if you use the promo code DFAWTW slash Martin, you can get a 10% discount offer. I'm Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics. Many thanks for watching and I'll see you again next time.